to the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 Podcast with your hosts, Pestel and Ed. And welcome to the slightly later Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 Podcast this week. The Holy Trinity, Pestel, Ed and Tom are back with you once more. Are we well, gentlemen? Cue your lengthy response. I'm well. I think Tom's been a little bit poorly sick. Yes, yeah, uh, better than I was, but still not 100%, but let's get it on. We're glad... Let's get it on. Let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording later, we're recording Friday morning, so we have seen the outcome of Bears Commanders. Um, did any of you have DJ Moore in your starting lineup? I think I had it in a lineup against Tom, which was very nice. Magnificent. <laughs> I only had one share of DJ Moore and had to play him by necessity because of bye weeks. That's worked out nicely. And it seems that, well, we spoke about Justin Fields earlier in the week, maybe everything is clicking now for the Bears. Yeah, I was surprised. I, I thought Commanders would win, but yeah, Bears, it was pretty comfortable in the end. Not seen any highlights yet, but the early stuff I've uh, read and listened to this morning seems to be that the Bears O-line was looking good in the passing game. So we're looking forward to watching that when we get home this evening. But without further ado, let's get into our fancy food for thought with five little morsels for your consumption. Plug and play QBs. So still QBs with doubts over them. We spoke about those earlier on in the week, but... QBs that you will be looking to fill a gap for on their bye weeks this week. We have Herbert, Watson, Gino, and Baker Mayfield. Surprisingly, not the absolute dumpster fire, I think, is the phrase we expected him to be. No, he might be somebody worth stashing on a bench in a superflex, maybe, but I still I'd think... imagine he's rostered in superflex, isn't it? No, he really? will be, won't he? But I'll be beyond that, I wouldn't be trusting him as one of my starting quarterbacks. Players to be having a look at then. Jared Goff, still only 70% rostered, and he's got Carolina. Should be good for 17 to 20 points, you'd have thought... Jordan Love, Tom's favourite, Tom's lover, 75% rostered and has the Raiders. He would like to get it on with Jordan Love. He would like to get it on with this manly man. (laughs) Only 75% rostered and has the Raiders. Week four was his first week below 20 points, 19.64. Still very respectable. Still above expectation, I think, from most of the fantasy community and certainly ourselves pre-season. CJ Stroud, still only 54% rostered, which I don't really understand. I'm sure that has increased throughout the week since yeah, I looked that, at these that's numbers. going to be different next week. And he has the Falcons, so he'll see plenty of the ball based on what we saw in London last week. Three weeks in a row, over 20 points for Stroud, and he looks to be growing into the role. So some plug-and-play QBs for your consideration. Time to get defensive. Okay, so let's have a look at the defences then. Uh, Last week, I'm pretty happy with my uh, recommendations. The Colts scored four points and the Texans scored 14 points. And I've got a couple of recommendations for you this week. Now, after last year where their defence was all over the place, the Lions, from a fancy perspective, have got a pretty steady defence. So they've had one quiet week, but apart from that, They've scored 9 points, 0, 17 and 11. So mm. kind of quite surprising how well they've done. Uh, puts them as a top 10 defence in fantasy. And they face an 0-4 Panthers this week, whose pretty anemic offence is struggling to put up big points uh, against some average defences. So, uh, yeah, Lions, I think, are on for maybe a double-digit score again this week. Another recommendation, Titans. I mean, not that it's much of an achievement at the moment, but they did shut down a Bengals offence that have struggled. They're a consistent three to four sacks, uh, an average uh, forced fumble every game. Again, matchup is key, I think, when it comes to defences. That's what you're looking at. Uh, and they could disrupt uh, an inconsistent Colts offence. So I think the Lions and Titans are on for decent scores defence this week if you are streaming them. Democracy time, Tom. Put it to the vote. Last week, we looked at rookie quarterbacks and we looked at them both redraft and dynasty. Uh, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young and Richardson were your choices. 
Uh, in redraft, Stroud came up slightly on top at 55%. Um, mm. Young, just 3%, and Richardson, 42%. Dynasty was more skewed in Richardson's favour, interestingly. Uh, 80% for him, 20% for Stroud. Uh, and then nothing for Young on that one. I'm Zero surprised. I think Stroud, I still think Richardson over the course of the season offers higher upside for redraft. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. That's where the viewpoint is the minute. I wonder what that will look like next year as well after another draft season. I think you've been quite high on Stroud from the start, haven't you? Everything that was said about him seems to be slowly coming to the surface. So yeah, he's a player that I imagine I'll probably be targeting quite heavily in drafts ready for next season. He's been hugely impressive, hasn't he? Uh, no interest in Young at all? Bit harsh, maybe? No. No? no. <laughs> that's it, we're right. That, that, that sums up fantasy, From what we've it? seen so far compared to the other two, I think you can't really make a case for him. I still think he's got a future as a starting quarterback, without doubt. But, yeah. you know, he probably needs a bit more time. But as you say, upside, I'm not sure if it's the same as the other two. I don't see a way you could pick him over either of the other two based on what we've seen so far. Uh, so this week we're going to go to the running back position and we've got a slightly more complex one to think about. So who is going to exceed their projection by the most? Ooh, okay. Okay, okay. So you've got three running backs to pick from. First up, we've got Josh Jacobs, projected to score 15.31 points this week against my Green Bay Packers. Um, he's had a slow start, just over nine points in his first two games, followed by an 11-point game, and then a huge bounce-back week last week at 27.9. So will he continue that run? You know, we've not been great against running backs. Mm, okay. Your second option, David Montgomery, Predicted to score just 12.8 points versus the Carolina Seems Panthers. Like. Slightly better start, 13 and 12 point games, followed by the standard week out injured. <laughs> um, and then a huge game last week, again versus my Packers, scoring 34 points this time. Your final option, the Holy Messiah at mm-hmm. um, running back, Bijan Robinson, 16.84 this week versus the Texans. So he started off with two monster games of 20 and 21 points, and then was stuffed by the Lions, achieving just 10. Uh, and then finally, an impressive performance in London with the 18 points against the Jags. Yeah, yeah. solid, solid. Um, so there are your options. Remember, it's who's going to exceed their prediction by most. So, I mean, they may not exceed their predictions. I think Monty will get a lot of attention because of how much he exceeded last week. I think I'm going to go Bijan against the Texans, though. We've seen the Texans historically over a number of seasons now give up huge points to running backs. Derrick Henry in particular, time and time and time again. So maybe it's Bijan's turn to have a pop at that defence. Yeah, I think they've all got very kind matchups, haven't they? So I think they're all going to score fairly big. You know, Monty's the type of player when he gets into a bit of a groove, I could see yeah, him having a consistent week. So I think Monty might have another big week. Yeah, that's going to be a close one to call. I wouldn't be sure where that would go either way. Now for a feature that my sister asked me to never do again. Um, well, I, I think I'm with her on this. Well, it's, it's coming. So <clears throat> duet time with Mr. Malcolm. You never plan on starting them. Drop it like it's hard. Drop it like it's hard. Drop it like it's hard. Yeah, that was as bad as last time. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, I'm going to stick with it because Are if you, I enjoy something, I do you it. You drive the listeners away. View. You drive the listeners away. You do that. This week, I'm not looking at someone that is completely outstayed their welcome. You get rid of as we did last time with Antonio Gibson. I'm looking more of a general look at your roster. And this is, as I've said in the start, dropping players if you're not going to start them. I had to make the difficult decision last week in our Money Keeper League to drop Danny Dimes, who I've been high on constantly. Obviously, I think I've mentioned it once or twice, (laughs) but I've got Jalen Hurts in that league. There's no point I'm going to start Danny Dimes over Jalen Hurts. I still think Danny Dimes has, over the whole course of the season, top 10 potential in him. I've said that all the way through. But 
Is this, a, is, is this a beep, 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 Mark reversing <laughs> away from Danny Dyer's? Just checking. Is, is this no, like said, the little thing? top ten. It was okay, the, okay. So They're Miles just Sanders, I was high on saying he'd be top five. My Danny Dimes was the fact he was being drafted as QB 16, 17, and that still seems ridiculous. Yeah. But I'm always going to start Jalen Hurts over him. When I looked up to Jalen Hurts' bye week, it was a matchup where Danny Dimes is looking like he probably won't have a, a big point. So there's no point me hanging on to him when I can use that bench spot on perhaps a player with higher upside from a waivers as well. And I think sometimes we get worried about, well, but I drafted them here, so I need to keep them. There's no point burning a bench spot based on sentiment of wanting to keep Danny Dimes or summer draft capital. With five weeks in now, we need to look at what's going to get his points on that given week. So yeah, my drop it like start this week, any players that you know you're not going to start and probably consider starting for using that bench spot in a more productive way during the bye weeks. Beat the waiver wire. Okay, finally, let's have a look who might still be available now waivers have gone through. We're going to look at a couple of wide receivers. Uh, the first one, it's actually still available um, in a lot of leagues. He's only rostered in 23% of leagues. Well, that was earlier in the week. Maybe it's changed since waivers. Uh, and that's Michael Gallup. I know that he was still available in one of my leagues after waivers because I picked him up. He was expected to drop behind Brandon Cooks, but he's had a very solid few weeks. No touchdowns, but six of seven receptions, five of six receptions, uh, and he's made the most of his snap percentage. Uh, he's warming up nicely after a really quiet first two weeks. So I think he's a decent flex option, is my Especially Gallup. Especially he's the sort of player that you could quite easily find yourself plugging in when you hit by the buyers, isn't he? He's just come back from that big injury, really, as well, hasn't he? So yeah, still maybe getting year, into his groove, Yeah, second like, year off the back of that. So yeah, older we player. We spoke about him pre-season, didn't we? He's potentially being back to being usable. And the second one, this is going to make me look incredibly clever, so I'm going to make it... Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, when I made my notes earlier in the week, I, I picked out Curtis Samuel, the commanders. He was only rostered in 13% of the leagues at the start of the week, and I expected him to beat the waiver wire, but I think you better snap him up quickly. I'm speculating whether he's wide receiver two in Washington, ahead of Dotson, uh, and behind Terry McLaurin, obviously. First four weeks, he scored 11, 6.2, 7.4, and 18.2 fancy points. And then last night, he went slightly better. I think he got about 18.5 fancy points. And he's he's played the Bills and the Eagles already in the last two weeks, where he got 7.4 and 18.2. I expected him to continue with, with against um, a slightly more porous defense uh, in the Bears, and he did so. Thank you very much. Yes, <laughs> thank you very much. So yeah, I'm quite pleased with that, and I and I promise I'm not cheating. I, I did. Uh, these notes were made. They were. Week. We could vouch. If if he was cheating, we would happily. Oh yeah, yeah. On you right <laughs> you now. Would, yeah. Yeah, I was high on Dotson as being a breakout candidate here. It's not quite clicking, and Curtis Samuel. So we've not seen the highlights yet from yesterday, but looks like he is taking advantage of that. So we shall see one to watch as we move through the season. But that is it. That is our just over 10 minutes fancy food for thought. Enjoy your weekend of NFL action. Yep, you're off to London, aren't you, Ed? You're off to Tottenham. I am, yes. I'm quite excited. Uh, looking forward to the fact that the Arsenal-Man City game is on at the same time, which is wonderful planning. Excellent planning. <laughs> really? Would you like a lift to the football, Ed? Uh, no, I've, I've got a lift from my other friend, my football friend. OK, well, you've ruined that end bit, so... Oh, um, so, oh I get it! No. <laughs> right, let's go again, let's go again. Okay. Malcolm, take her to Tottenham. <laughs> you have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.